you know how you walk into the bathroom, the public bathroom, and uh, you know someone's in there dropping heat, and like this this wave of heat covers you as you walk in. You feel that, right? You know that's a thing. You you are you aware of this? And like the smell. Like the someone smell. else's bowel has just been unleashed on this this little room. I'm usually on the other end of that. Okay, but, yeah. but you've you've experienced it like in a public setting where someone sure. else is is uh, you know pinching loaves and, and mm. you're uh, you're walking into it and you can kind of just feel that wave hit you as you enter. And I'm always worried that okay, the smell and the heat are hitting you in the face. This so heat it's is a, different for me. I I don't know that I've experienced the heat. It's like a warmth. It's like a a um, it's a difference in the climate when you mm. walk into the bathroom and it's accompanied by odor. It's a swamp. It's someone's butthole air. Yeah, it's butt just air. like filled filled the room. You walk into it and you're like, oh man, someone's in there cutting bricks. And then it 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 this wave hits you, and then I'm always thinking, like, okay, I walked into this. Even if I'm just going to pee, I walk out and that odor has has permeated my clothing and my mm. hair and I walk out and even though I didn't poop everyone else thinks I pooped because I'm I'm carrying the smell with me this wafting air and energy follows me out do you ever have that thought I have that I thought have every never time had that thought. every time I walk into you know a public bathroom a work bathroom someone's in there downloading the brown report and I walk into it walk into a cloud I'm like God, Someone's going to come. I'm going to go out there and, and some people are going to think I was pooping in here, which 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 isn't a crime. Right. But I'm somehow self-conscious about that. I feel like your prep for this was how many poop pooping analogies can I make? No, I have a laundry list of of poop metaphors on hand at all times. That's just mm. that's just being a dad. That is being a dad. I think that I've been on the giving end yeah. Of that a lot more yeah. than the receiving end. It's better to give than to receive. Yeah. And I don't really have a lot of remorse about it. I'm just yeah. glad that I got to the toilet before another guy. Yeah. I am fearful of walking in to the bathroom when it's urgent. Yeah. And that's usually, I feel like, I feel like bowels stink more when they absolutely have to get out of you versus, you know what? It'd be mm. wise for me to utilize this time yeah. right now it's, it's, it's to go stewing. to the office. It's getting, it's percolating. Right. And that intensifies the, the smell. When the you're, when you're jumping up and down yeah. and, and you're just grabbing at everything, because for some reason we think if we grab at stuff, it's going to keep it from exiting. Yeah. I mean, especially pee, right? Like you really got to pee, so right. you grab your junk. Yeah. It, 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 if it's coming, it's coming. Yeah. Right. Like, um, but when I'm in that situation, my biggest fear is going through that door, there being only one stall. Yeah. And someone being in there. Oh, yeah. And that frequently happens to me. I've got my spots that I like. And yeah. they're usually one-stall bathrooms because the big ones, you know, there's more yeah. more traffic through them. Right. And when I'm on the road, especially on Sunday mornings when I'm driving to hockey, there's 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 a couple of spots that I'll hit. Yeah. And it's likely I got to go. But here's the thing. I have a question for you about, do you ever feel bad about walking into that bathroom and then immediately turning out because you know that person knows why you walked mm-hmm. in the bathroom and turned back out. I don't. You don't. I have no remorse for that. If, if I I go in there, it's not 
logistically sound for me to to go in there and like you're talking about like there's there's three stalls and the only one that's available is the middle one so you don't want to you want to get in in a in a fart sandwich here turn around and go walk out i've done that okay i do it i do it i don't feel bad i've done something have you ever so i'm in these urgent situations every once in a while yeah and i have a choice of whether i want to just turn around and, and leave yep not because i'm offended that that person's pooping but they yeah. might take it that way that's not the reason i'm doing it yeah i'm doing it because i need to go too right really bad i can either turn around or i can linger outside the door yes and and wait for them yeah um like outside the bathroom door or i can really put the heat on and i can do my dance mm. immediately outside the stall yeah and i am i am kind of shamed to say yeah that i have taken that third option on a couple of occasions. Oh, really? And even gone to the point where, come on, man, I got to poop. Have you I said really, that? I really got to poop. And I've done it in situations not where I was trying to um, uh, dramatize the situation beyond what it actually was yeah. at that point in time. It's like I didn't have an alternative option, and it was either that or my pants. Yeah. And I didn't have a change of pants. Interesting. So I've been like, like giving them an essay, listen – I know you have to poop too. Yeah. But I really have to go. Yeah. And but but, like but they also have to go, you know. They, why does he, why why does he, why does your situation it doesn't um, trump their BM? It was almost it was between being annoying. Yeah. Because I felt like if I was annoying or made it uncomfortable cuz it's really uncomfortable to talk to someone while they're pooping. Yeah. Get along telling them to get get off the can literally. Right, right, right. And um, appealing to their humanity, yeah, in that situation, right, where where it's like explosive. I need to get in there. Yeah, you're gonna make me soil myself, and I gotta sit in that for a couple hours. Yeah. Um, in every situation where I've done that, the person's gotten up immediately, and I've had to look them in the eye. But yeah, they didn't, they didn't look me in the eye, but I sure. was like, I wouldn't enough of a per- like like. I realized I came into that situation. I looked him in the eye. I said, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you. Well, that was kind of you in the moment. You know what you should do is uh, rather than having that awkward conversation, you just kind of lean against the stall door and you moan. Oh. <laughs> and they think there's like something really, really wrong with I you. I could kind of lean, but I'm afraid because those, those things don't lock no, very not well. Not always, yeah. If I leaned, there's a strong likelihood that I just fall right through the door. Yeah. That. If you fall would in, be a story. they're going to get up and get out <laughs> much faster. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you so much. Welcome to Make Me Like This. Thanks for listening. I'm Brandon, and this is Jeff over here. Jeff's sitting across from me, like uh, staring at me with beady eyes. And I'm really and, leaning into it. And what? Yeah, this yeah. table is down, and I want you to know it's not for you. It's for vocal quality. For Good. some reason, I think that if I'm right on the mic, that I'm going to sound better than yeah. I actually sound. You know, sometimes you know you you take a conference call. You're on a phone call. If you stand, uh, your posture is going to give you a better. 
a better vocal quality and and uh, a richness to your personality. Mm. So that's what they teach you at uh, telemarketer school. I Which think I've never to. been there. Um, you're such I a professional. When you say that you're a professional, you don't just mean that you're a professional yeah. performer. Right. You are a professional in every profession. And I'm also a professional liar. You know, I just make yeah. stuff up all the time. Like yeah. when you see Granger going down the side of the road. Yeah. Picking up trash. Right. You're like, when I was working at Waste Management, we did things quite differently than those Granger guys. I tell you one thing. We had uh, a strict policy of not passing on the left because that causes death. That would never happen if they were driving a green truck. But... That's right. Green means go. So in a previous episode, I think I talked to you about um, my first my first album that I received as a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to talk about that a little bit. And I know, and, and background for people who are listening, you are a self-professed um, rap aficionado. You are very much um, into uh, hip hop, the culture, um, uh, dissecting lyrics and their meaning and stuff. You're you're you you really enjoy rap music, mm-hmm. right? That's safe to say. You you went to hear Tupac's mom speak. You you know you yeah, me and my buddy. Yeah. yeah. So so you are someone who really appreciates rap music good rap music the uh beginnings of rap where it is today you know where it was um in the 90s Mm. um so i want to talk to you and i want to make you like will smith as a rapper okay divorced from will smith the actor Mm -hmm. um or the person in like the the personality what no because his personality is part Part of of that you know fresh prince right so I want to make you like and appreciate Will Smith, the rapper. So you want to make me appreciate the Fresh Prince, the Fresh Prince, and and or, Millennium, and, and or DJ Jazzy Jeff. Ooh, right, well. Jeffrey Towns, aka DJ Jazzy Jeff. So, um, you know, he's an incredible producer. He's a great producer, mm-hmm. but and that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about his scratching, you know, that um, I got parents just don't understand. Um, actually, no, that's not the name of the album. The name of the album was He's the DJ, I'm the Rapper. It was the first um, uh, album and mm. it was a cassette that I got, you know, for a birthday party. Um, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. This was probably 1989, 88, something like that. So, you know, just. Just coming into appreciating and listening to music and having a boombox in my room and listening to this tape over and over and over again because it was the only one I had. And just like, hey, I like this. This is rap, question mark. I kind of like this. And I like this personality, this guy, and and the, the record scratching that they're doing. Um, so you hadn't listened to rap before then. That was my introduction to not only to rap, but to enjoying music. Okay. That 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 goes beyond riding in the car with my parents and just listening to their music, right? This was me choosing music to listen to. So I was probably fifth grade. I don't, I, I don't know. What did your parents listen to? Like my, if you could pick, pick So my, my my dad very much into like the Eagles and Steely Dan and, okay. and, and you know, that, that era of like 70s rock. Okay. You know, um, so the, the eagle, birds, the eagle, birds. So, Ooh, man, these yeah. are like very niche. So it's like, 
like he probably liked Zeppelin and liked other like popular. Zeppelin was probably a little bit too later. Yeah. Um, but the thing, the things that he, you know, he was in a band and he played and it just a very, a lot of like Woodstock era. Okay. Um, sure. Rock. That's, that's his, that's his wheel. I dig Steely Dan. If yeah. Steely Dan is, I, I, I get it. I'm yeah, tracking yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's important for me to know what your musical appreciation was. Yeah. So it seems like it was, you at least had, um, it, it, both of them are still living, <laughs> um, but your dad, um, yeah. your dad appreciates music mm-hmm. is very particular, at least like, like he'll listen to mainstream stuff, but has like a thing, like he yeah. has a niche of music that right. he appreciates and he's carved his own kind of. Yeah, and for he, sure. he plays like he mm-hmm. considers himself a musician or at least at one point considered yeah. himself a musician. He was in a band. Yep. He lived in San Francisco for a little so bit. Strong and- appreciation of more than just like music appreciation yeah. strong appreciation of music he he appreciates music but he feels like it's more like he's a part of the music a little bit kind of yeah okay. yeah yeah he he will listen to like he'll he has a little like music box that he can isolate the vocals so it's just playing the vocals and as he's listening to that he'll play the music nice and have the um still the people oh yeah, yeah play the like sing the song that the you know the the lead vocalist sing the lyrics as he's playing the background tracks stuff like that I and then record dad. it and and stuff like that he's got he's got a studio in his base like basically a studio set up in his basement with all kinds of like amps and and repeaters and and um oh man the little things that change the like the vocal tone and or like the I don't know I don't know what they're called you know the things that like the wawas and the who's he watches and, stuff and like that. that whatever I don't know okay <laughs> but um and so, that that never like fully transferred to you huh like like you appreciate music yeah. clearly I mean talking with you you appreciate music but it's it's not to the level of like wanting to like be in that deep I think um as children. You always want to seek out your own thing, and that's usually in opposition to what your parents' preferences are, right? Um, and I don't, I don't know that it's that it's like intended to be, you know, contrarian or just like, well, if you like this, I'm gonna like this. But sometimes you seek out the opposite, and and for me, the op, you know, the opposite of guitar rock was beats and rap and you know sure no hip-hop and stuff yeah and so this was my introduction to i mean um there was there was a a transition before that where michael jackson was very popular Uh you know so i went to elementary school during the time where michael jackson was like emerging as the top solo artist you know becoming michael jackson right the the king king of pop. pop right um so that was sort of like a Ooh, this is different. This is cool. This is like tonally opposite of of what I'm growing up listening to in in the house, and I like that. And then that sort of morphed into rap, right? And and, and there's there's a lot of twists and turns along the way, but mm-hmm. I'm just talking about from my personal experience of like consuming um, music and and my parents also appreciating Michael Jackson, like hey. 
I like this. I like I like listening to this. Is it off the wall, Michael Jackson? This or is, is thriller. It more? This okay, is thriller. So it's thriller when he's fully yeah. like kind of moving away from that soul. Yeah, yeah. Kind of basis. Right. But then I get this cassette as a gift. He's the DJ. I'm the rapper, and I listen to it, and it's got parents just don't understand. And this was my introduction to what became known as rap. And I think that someone like you, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to put words in your mouth. Someone um, like you. <laughs> you're going to get a suit. <laughs> <laughs> um, someone like you who is a hip-hop purist and, and really appreciates um, lyrics, something silly like The Fresh Prince, you may not, and I'll let you respond to this okay. in a minute, um, to... Tell me if I'm right or wrong. But um, the very lighthearted lyrics of The Fresh Prince, which is like, I went to the mall with my mom and she's buying me nerdy clothes and now I've got to wear nerdy clothes, um, pales in comparison to Tupac's um, trials and tribulations of growing up in the projects, right? But in 1989, that album... He's the DJ, I'm the rapper, became the first ever Grammy mm. given to a rap album. So regardless of how you feel about, you know, and, and I'm speaking in generalities of like, oh, Will Smith soft. Will, you know, this is not rap. Um, it sort of paved the way and opened the door for other rap artists who, you know, today we would call true rap artists it legit it legitimized rap as a as a genre so i go to college and it must have been my freshman or sophomore it was probably my sophomore year is when big willie style came out so big willie style being will smith's solo album you know mm-hmm. he's he's a dj i'm the rapper all the all the stuff from his work as the Fresh Prince with DJ Jazzy Jeff. This was Will Smith, the artist, Big Willie style, just the two of us getting jiggy with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Miami. That was the biggest album of like my sophomore year of college. Big Willie style was. Big Willie style, yeah. And I remember, so my sophomore year, everybody on my floor in my dorm was pledging a frat. Okay. And they're like, hey, man, come along with us, man. Let's go. You know, there, there's this party. I was like, all right, I'll 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 go. I'll go to a party. Sure. And so one thing led to another, and I ended up rushing this frat. And I'm not a frat guy. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not uh, – I don't fit in with that with – with the stereotype of, like, the, the frat bros and everything like that. But everyone else on my floor was doing it, and I, I went along for the ride. Mm-hmm. I only ended up – pledging for two weeks and said this is the same party over and over again i don't i don't care for this and i don't want to be part of this so i ended up ghosting them like i didn't even say like i'm no longer going to pledge i just stopped showing up because that's the only way i could because i feel like i felt like like quitting a gym they were going to put the pressure on like it's very cult-like it's very cult-like so you've got a ghost like i don't i'm not even going to unpack why you did it i totally understand that yeah yeah but for the two weeks that I was pledging, I guess, those parties, man, all about getting jiggy with it. So I hear it getting jiggy with it, and I think about 
that was a fun time. That was a that was a a interesting time in you know as I was on the precipice of becoming an adult, and I have very fond memories of it. And you know I love the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, the television show. That's one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, so it was like. Are you incorporating this now? Well, like, I mean, like, I'm, I'm saying... It's hard to separate the two. It's it's really hard to separate the two, but you have to appreciate his personality to appreciate his acting and to appreciate his music, right? Because there's a part of him that's that's in both. That's Like, like Big Willie style happens because of the swag that Will Smith has as a person. Yeah. Right? As a movie star, as a television star, you know, he's just, he was a badass. You know, 1997, there was no bigger star in the world than Will Smith. He had Independence Day and and uh, Men in Black and, and Big Willie style. And Big Willie style right. was out. And right. Get, getting jiggy with it, arguably. I don't know what the, um, you know, whether, he's had a lot of hits. Yeah. I mean, with, um, as Fresh Prince yep. and, and with DJ De- Jazzy Dab, with Jeff. Yeah. Jeffrey. With Jeffrey. Yeah. Um, but it, that sticks out as not a song that I love. Right. But a song that you can't deny that it's catchy. Yeah. Um, it's well crafted as a single. Right. But if you're if you're comparing bars mm. between getting jiggy with it and anything that Tupac has written, <laughs> anything that Biggie Smalls has written Kendrick at, sure. you know, Eminem, whoever it, it pales in comparison and it's almost silly, right? Because, because there's no comparison, right? If you're talking about the true art form that I know that you're so fond of, there's no comparison, right? That's, that's like comparison, comparing Shakespeare with mad magazine. So, um, he's the DJ, I'm the rapper and um, what, what's the home base or there's home base. And then there was code red. So code red throw out, because I feel like code red started transitioning more. Like it, it felt more serious and more like, um, like a genuine, like, like a grown up party kind of thing. Kind of like getting, getting jiggy with it. So, um, big Willie style and millennium, um, full, full disclosure when, when they were new. Yeah. Uh, me and my brother were listening to them. Okay. So, it's crazy because like ninety nine, um, yeah, Willennium's out, right? I think so. And um, Wow Wow West mm-hmm. for, is on there, Ooh. and it's such a catchy. It, it, I played the crap out of that. Yeah, I I censored myself so good. that we didn't have to put a we little e already. <laughs> but yet, yet, yes. But so that w- that was out in ninety nine. But um, Slim Shady uh, LP was out in ninety nine too. Right. Right. And we were listening to both like intensely. Yeah. Right. And the two are not, I mean, like Eminem famously talked about. Called out Will Smith. Yeah. yeah. Like Will Smith doesn't have to cuss in his uh, record, records. records. Yeah. yeah. yeah just, but I do. So. Yeah. No E. No E. I know e. how it goes. <laughs> but, but like, I remember appreciating both of them. Right. Like, so like in the time period, I have to be honest. I didn't think that Will Smith was corny. Okay. I didn't think that Will Smith was um, as nice as what Eminem was. Right. And um, I was heavy into uh, 
Tupac in, in 99 definitely didn't put him on the same level, but he was fun. Like it wasn't until later as time went on and I got older that I started thinking that from code red on any of that stuff, all that stuff was corny. Right. It didn't age well. Like, yeah, like sure. that stuff comes on and you appreciate it purely for nostalgia. You know, yeah. it doesn't come on and you go, oh yeah, this is my jam. I'm going to get down to it purely because it's, it's amazing. I do think that about wild, wild west. You I do? dream of just throwing that down at a karaoke night. Like just like, <laughs> do you? Oh yeah. But, but there's a part of it. So you dream of throwing that down at, uh, uh, at karaoke night, but yeah. what are the what are the reasons? Because it, it's multifaceted, right? right? I'll give it to you. Like no matter what, Wow Wow S is a fun song. It's fun. It came from a crappy movie. That yes, was a, that was a bad movie. It was a really bad movie. Yeah, yeah. A mix it like modern technology and the Wild West. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, yeah. and it was a remake of a uh, of an original. Sort of. Movie, yeah, right? sort yeah. Of. And and. Who's I the old was, guy in that movie? I it's um, uh, Kevin Klein. Yeah. Yeah. He's no Tommy Lee Jones. He's no Tommy Lee Jones. I'll was that before that or no? It was after. After it was. So it was kind like, of like a like after he had Independence Day, big hit. Men in Black, big hit, and then Wild Wild West was like, ooh, well, you slipped up. They were like, hey, if we put this young cool guy, yeah, with an old guy, You're right. That's the, That's formula the formula for success. Yeah. And they were like, and it'll oh, make it no. work. And then they found like, oh, yeah. not the box office gold anymore. Because like Independence would you say Independence Day was more, I don't know, Men in Black definitely is the one that had the franchise ability, right? And has, I mean, they, they made a new Men in Black this year even, right? Did they? They, they um, or it's coming out. There's a new Men in Black coming out that does not feature. Oh, right. It's 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 Thor. Yeah, it's Thor. Yeah. <laughs> and Valkyrie from Thor. Yeah. Tessa Thompson, yeah. So, I believe is her name. Yeah. So, like, Men in Black, the agency, was like, hey, you know who would be really good at helping us to uh, minimize the impact of aliens yeah. on humans? It would be to get legit aliens, yeah, from Asgard, right? And uh, let's hire them, yeah. And w- we can really change the paradigm a little bit here, yeah, because they'll be our main, uh, our main officers, there, right? Main you know what? Agents. You know what I'm really bummed about is you remember when the Sony hack happened and like all these emails, these internal emails were leaked and stuff, and and um, it really caused chaos in I remember in the it. entertainment yeah. industry and stuff like that. So one of the things that that was proposed at the time was that um the sequel the next sequel to 21 Jump Street was going to also be a men in black crossover where Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum were entering the men in black agency. Oh my god, that would be awesome. Wouldn't have that have been the craziest funnest thing? Um never happened. Right, because because of the 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 shakedown that that happened after that that leak happened, so mm, it, it took we me robbed. so long to get Channing Tatum's name straight because I would interchangeably call him Tanning Chatham. Tanning Chatham, yeah, because that could be a name too, just as much as what that name is. Sure, anything can be anything anymore. Channing Tatum, that's the right way to say it, right? Channing Tatum, yes. Channing Tatum, yes. 
brilliant magic it's a wand. Gr- <laughs> I've never Just seen it, brilliant. but um, I I buy that. I I would I would get on board with that. Um, so so I um, Will Smith has always been like Will Smith as a solo artist is yeah. very different to me than Fresh Prince. Oh, for sure. The Will Smith work is kind of like boring to me. Right. There's some hits. You dance to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 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 scratching my head for comparables, but like you know, it's it's like I really appreciate Cardi B. Okay, and I think that like it has really a more catchy. pop flavor it's to it. It's got a little pop flavor. It's it Cardi B's got tremendous edge compared to what Will Smith. Brought. Of course, of course. Um, but there, but take it back twenty years ago, right? And and Will Smith is authentic. Like it's I never, think so. it's never been a doubt of mine that he's playing someone other than himself. Yeah, and, and I, that's the way I feel. I don't feel like Cardi B's playing someone other than herself. And sure. that's some of the reasons I I, I like her because it's just she's so out there and and, and um, different from how I've seen other people behave before. Um, but I I don't really break down Cardi B's lyrics. Like bar for bar, it's 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 catchy. It's catchy. Like um, getting jiggy with it is catchy. Yeah, and um, it doesn't age well for me. Now, the Fresh Prince stuff, mm-hmm. like your first album, yeah, is probably my favorite album that of, he's associated with. That he's associated with because sure. it's got parents just don't understand. Yep. It's got like it's got all these really um, vivid stories, mm-hmm. and I love vivid storytelling. In rap, like yeah. one of my favorite songs of all time, um, is "Rewind" by Nas, uh-huh. where he tells a story in reverse about um, you know people coming through the house shooting like like drug deals gone yeah. wrong and, and and stuff like that. Um, but like it's creative in the sense that he told it in reverse. I like a lot of Nas stuff. I gave you power where mm-hmm. he personifies um, personifies a gun. Yeah, um, and then. Um, Tupac took that and uh, me against my girlfriend is like a further iteration on, um, on, uh, I gave you power. Right. Um, right. And, and so like these like clever stories, especially when they're co- like multi layered like that, mm-hmm. like there's a story on the surface that you can follow along with, but then song long metaphor. Yeah. Um, is really, or, or creative, like rewind is in reverse. I really appreciate those things. Now I don't, I, I feel like, I, I, I feel like parents just don't understand. Um, hit me with some of the other songs that are on that. Uh, um, so there was like uh, like Charlie Mack, First Out the Limo. Okay. There's um, uh, House Party. House Party he, was good. Yeah. Um, there's, there's one that I don't remember the name to it, but um, Ready Rock C, their guy who did all of the beatboxing, and he did this thing where he would make the – um, the sounds of like Donkey Kong, like um, Will's, Will's like, like, oh, I'm, I, I, I'm at the arcade and I'm going to play some Donkey Kong. And then he goes, boom, 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 boom. And I'm going to play Pac-Man. And so he's like, yeah. he's like turning the beatboxing into, it's like to personify the, the story that, that the Fresh Prince is, is laying out here. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know. I just thought that was cool because that was like my introduction to beatboxing. And I thought that was like, oh, man, that's awesome. 
Um, but you know, later, later on, you know, on home base was, um, summertime on home base. Yeah. On home base was summertime. And then on code red was boom, shake the room. So bangers boom, shake the room to me. Like on boom, shake the room was like a song for the club. Yes. And when songs are for the club, I can understand that when they're just kind of like, they sound good. Yeah. They're, I give credit to songs that are sonically just catchy. Yeah. Um, I give even more credit when you can be sonically catchy and then add it with lyrical content. Right. It's one of the reasons, like, this might surprise you, maybe it doesn't surprise you. Like, I love Lady Gaga. Yeah. I feel like Lady Gaga is like a sonic scientist. Yep. In the way that she, um, she like builds melody and hooks that are extremely, extremely catchy. Mm-hmm. But then like. But have depth. Her lyrical content is so deep. Yeah. Um, it's one of the things, like the shortcomings of Tupac is that he had whack ass producers on, mm. on most of his stuff. Um, and, and then he'd let like his little homies in on tracks to where like it took like it, it's fine whatever but it's garbage versus around gold right. and it just doesn't like I, I'm always disappointed in the fact that he um he kind of had some lackluster tracks on almost every album because either the production was garbage mm-hmm. or um he had garbage features and uh, I would have been more happy if he could have just locked in with like an entirely Dr. Dre produced album sure. or, um, you know, just like consistent sonically. Right. Well, who knows what we what we would have gotten had uh, he not been in Vegas that night, right? Right. He could have had more. But mm-hmm. um, that's, I think, sonically for the time period, like the stuff on He's the DJ, I'm the Rapper, and Home Base and like... Summertime is an amazing, amazing song. Oh, yeah. The storytelling. Like, I think some of his best bars of are are on that song. Oh, really? Um, two miles an hour so everyone sees you. Um, just like, 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 he is so vivid in the way that he tells stories. Sometimes at the expense of wordplay. Sometimes at the expense of rhyme scheme. Sure. Or whatever. But, like, parents just don't understand is a dope song yeah um, but it's corny it is corny but it it works because like you know i don't like uh, uh a nightmare on my street mm-hmm. for example that would be like the storytelling song dud right for me that sometimes he goes to a point where oh, oh like freddy krueger is probably popular yeah right, in the oh yeah dude right? when i was 12 that was great like i was like oh man He's like is like a crossover. It's like Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger has and always, the Fresh Prince. Freddy Krueger and Jason have always been comical to me. Yeah, they've always been in the past tense. They've always been old movies. Oh, true. And so my context for them is probably different than yours. See, I had nightmares about them because I would see the movie posters of this dude with the blades on his hand or the hockey mask, mm-hmm. and then even you, you know, you might accidentally get it, you know. A trailer for one of those movies like when you're going to see et or mm-hmm. you know something else and stuff like that i had nightmares about freddy krueger like it did its job for me because i grew up in the time where that like i think at a certain point those movies became campy but when yeah. i was young it was straight up slasher horror 
and like scary as hell. I wonder if kids look at Silence of the Lambs now and think, wow, that's corny. Or I don't know, man. Because that movie, to me, that was my Silence of the Lambs, the early 90s, I right? I think it was 90. 90? Yeah. Like, Silence of the Lambs is a movie that my mom watched with me when I was like, like, eight or nine oh, ten or man. something like that and i loved it and was like it it wrecked me yeah f- for years maybe even <laughs> life right like um but but i remember just like deeply appreciating how utterly scared i was yeah and and um, do you like that i did you did and i like the shining mm. for, for a similar Dang. reason it shining shining like i thought just was like um visually just really really great yeah um just just all the visuals um but i kind of when when i've i've always listened to early fresh prince mm-hmm. um kind of in the past tense yeah and what was in the present tense is i was obsessed with fresh prince of bel-air the show the show right and the song i think the song's like in oh, line yeah. with, with the storytelling from parents just don't understand yes and I, um, when I found out there was an extended version of that, I, it blew my mind and I was so excited. Cause mm-hmm. like I had like in West Philadelphia, born and raised, yeah. I like, I had that yep. in my head. Um, then they introduced the, and, the airplane stuff and then it's like, what? Right. And that pre, I mean, that predates it. Right. Yeah. Or, or, or did they make it for the show? Like, I, I think they, even... they, they wrote it and then had to cut it down to 30 seconds. And. Or a minute. It might have been a minute. I thought that show was so cool. Yeah. And that show, in a lot of ways, was my um, my representation of like what um, what living as a black person could be. Yeah. Like um, uh, introduced to um, that culture in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Like Fresh Prince of Bel Air was in my life before Tupac was in my life. For sure. So like, so you're probably too young for the Cosby Show. So yeah, and because because for a lot of people of my generation, the Cosby the show. Cosby Show was that right. It was it was um, seeing African Americans portrayed in a way that was positive, which right. previous to that hasn't always been the case. Do you feel like because of the Cosby Show opened the door for a show like Fresh Prince of Bel Air? Do you absolutely? Think it's, yeah, yeah. For sure, I, I and I can follow that. I liked the Cosby Show, but it was all it was all reruns. It was all by uh, the time old, I was old news. Yeah, and it doesn't mean it wasn't good. It's just for me, there's always been an importance of um, enjoying things while they're new. Yeah, it's like like I watch. Maybe it's because I have a habit of watching a lot of stuff after they've gone to reruns, mm-hmm. and I feel removed from everyone else appreciating it because they've kind of passed it by and it seems kind of silly to get excited about something that no one else is talking about anymore. Right. Um, But it's been that way my whole life. Like I got into Tupac in uh, like 97, 98 and after he was already passed. Yeah. And there was still like, there was a lot of people who was getting into Tupac once he, once he died. right? Right. But then I carried that with me into the middle two. 2000s and really it was like oh oh that's jeff he's the tupac guy yeah and it's like wait a minute like everybody can be a tupac person that likes hip-hop right right yeah um but 
I, I've always kind of been like that, like into popular things long after the wave has gone down. Sure. Um, so but it, 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 it gets to be special when I joined uh, Parks and Rec late in the later seasons <laughs> yeah. and I could actually appreciate it when people were talking about it. Right, right. Um, you can th- catch up on it. Now with still The Bachelor, it, I, it took me until how, how many seasons have they been doing? Um, 90. 90? Yeah. Yeah. Well, now I'm finally on it and they're still making it. That's I mean, right. maybe I should start watching Grey's Anatomy. Ooh, no. That might be something do that, that I could get into. <laughs> but I, I guess to say like, I ended up appreciating and evolving um, my understanding of hip hop culture beyond uh, Will Smith. Yeah, obviously, and I did it rather quickly. Mm-hmm. But that show and his aura, which mm-hmm. is very much present, yeah, in the albums. I think for some reason he comes off cooler to me, <laughs> um, and less of a cornball when he's acting as the fresh prince than when he's He's actually rapping as the fresh prince Prince. i don't know unpack that for me right but i have a deep appreciation for that stuff because i feel like it's at the genesis of my um uh, getting into hip-hop really in a lot of ways so 97.98 you are watching fresh prince you are hearing the uh, Will Smith music, and then you start listening listen, to Tupac. I, I didn't really listen to his albums then, though. Okay, I I didn't I didn't know parents just don't understand until like maybe like two thousand two thousand one. Oh, okay, all like, right. No, so, so like like I thought my first experience with Will Smith's music is getting jiggy with it. Okay, and and, and that's and that's post. Um, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. You knew him first as as a sitcom actor. Yes. Okay. I, I knew him first as actor. Okay. So you become interested in Tupac and rap. Mm-hmm. What is your as your as that's happening? What is your take on the previous stuff you've heard? which is also considered rap, but way less heavy, way less, um, uh, you know, deep. At the time, it's less than. Like, right. it, it's not like, good. Like there, 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 is, there is a, a um, superior quality to the Tupac stuff that I'm listening to. And this other kitty crap, is it also rap? Or are you not that, like... It's, it's rap, but it's... It, I mean, at that point in my life, so I'm like 12, mm-hmm. 13, I really Which liked, is the time, the age yeah. where I was listening to Parents Don't Understand. I really like how fucked up Eminem is. Yeah. Right? Of course. And I like those, I mean, I just made it an E. Yeah. But I like how I have to like make sense of this. It's yeah. like intense. I kind of like how brooding he is. Mm-hmm. It was um, new. It was new. something that I've never heard before. Yeah, um, I so I was in. I mean, I loved Tupac, mm-hmm. but I was into Eminem when Eminem was being talked about. Sure, and um, I I could I could identify with with uh, being pissed off, um, even though I don't I didn't quite know what the reasons were at that time, but I was upset, and life wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and life wasn't about just having fun and dancing. I didn't right. like dancing. Right. I didn't, um, uh, I didn't go to parties throughout high school. Um, I sat and I listened to my music and right. I analyzed lyrics and I got more and more pissed off. And then I started writing my own lyrics. Right. right. Um, but uh, I identified um, and felt strangely comforted by the anger of Eminem. Oh. And I felt even more comforted by the um, mixed, like, like Tupac was altruistic mm. in the sense that, like, he had a vision for a better society yes. that embraced in- uh, equality. Um, uh, he, um, while also representing, like, and giving me a window, maybe like a, um, a, a, a warped window, yeah. perhaps, Sure. Into understanding a world that I didn't grow up in mm-hmm. um, that made me appreciate how complicated the world was and yeah. how there was unfairness. Yeah. And um, the reason I fell in love with Tupac is because I felt Tupac at his heart was good, mm-hmm. um, but existed in a world where there was a lot of bad stuff. And I felt like. You know, I'm not saying I'm Tupac. I, I, feel, I, feel, I, I feel like I'm a. I feel like I'm glad you clarified that because for I, a moment I was about to call TMZ. I could identify. I could identify with that. Like I, I felt in my heart. I still feel to a certain extent this way today. I feel like I'm a good person mm-hmm. that uh, is rough around the edges. Yeah. And that rough around the edges part is representative of a rough around the edges world. Right. That where you you need to be complex and you, people are complex. You saw a piece of yourself in him. Yeah. Reflected back. And 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 I saw a um like a realistic portrayal of how you could be you could carry your baggage. Yeah. And put good out into the world. Right. Um Eminem less so Eminem I just like appreciated the anger and 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 the talent right and the and the lyricism and and the 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 incredible talent and his ability to make it i i never wanted to be the person of eminem yeah but uh i thought he was a um a more impressive lyricist yeah than what tupac was sure um and just the multi uh syllable rhyme schemes and his ability to make words that don't rhyme with each other rhyme because of syllable intonation and and everything like that like i, I just thought he he brilliant mm-hmm. i thought he was messed up in his head yeah but i thought i was messed up in my head in a different way too i just sure. wasn't to the level where i was going to go murder people or whatever but i could appreciate like that thought of like wanting to express your anger i mean he never murdered anyone either right right um but you know, expressing your anger in that way. Like I've had thoughts where I've been so mad at someone. I thought, man, I'd feel good to kill them. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't mean that I, that I'm actually going to act on that or that I actually believe any of that. Right. But that fantasizing. The channeling like, of like, you like. was kind of therapeutic. You, like you needed a Slim Shady. You know what? Like um, my, uh, uh, my, my relationship with my father is, is horrible. Yeah. Um, it, and it's great now because I don't talk with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there is stuff in my childhood and in my upbringing that I look back on and, and, and I talk to people, like I was talking to people today and I was saying like, um, yeah, um, when, when I would break something at home, cause I was telling the story of my son breaking something. Yeah. 
when I would break something at home, my dad would make me go up in my room um, and he would pick three things that he knew that I valued, like three belongings, and he'd make me pick one of them that he would then break in front of me. Oh, no. Yeah. And like when when you it's it's not the worst thing in the world. It's not good parenting. I don't think. Right. Right. Um, but it's it's just like an anecdote of like like um, I carry that like like I'm I'm pissed still. Mm hmm. About the fact that a person would make me do that, um, and um, and how much it made me value things, and how I hate that I value things. Oh, really? Because of like, in part because like, the, the, there was a risk of things going away, and right. so like you 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 pick out your favorite hiding spots for for your favorite things, like like because I didn't want my toys like busted up. Yeah. Right? Um. So it's like, like all of that is just a long drawn out thing of like, even though it was different anger that I couldn't necessarily tap into his exact reasons, I really liked hearing it in such a, like, he's an amazing artist in the way he crafts and puts together things sonically in the way that, um, as a, as a lyricist, he builds those bars up, yeah. but even on top of that, just the um the believability that he's pissed off yeah is something i appreciated for sure so you were able to appreciate both the the nas and tupac mm -hmm. and notorious big but also appreciate a will smith at that time in your life and it didn't ever come to a point where and especially when eminem calls out Will Smith, calls him corny, calls him a, um, you know, basically a less than rapper, not a rapper at all. And you didn't, um, did you feel like you had to take sides of, I, I, I stand with the true rappers and this other stuff is just pop corn stuff. Um, there might've been a little bit of that, uh, with Biggie. Which is a shame that I ever um, entertained that. But like, with, uh, what do you mean with Biggie? The East Coast West Coast stuff. Oh, oh, because like, you were you were loyal to Tupac. But but, and I, but this, is an, this is in a world where um, uh, Tupac was already dead and Biggie would be dead soon, right? Right. This is this is where I'm at, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so it was almost like a a, a, a moot situation like like <laughs> right. you're not going to advocate for a guy that's no longer around right right, right. um uh yeah advocate for his message but like like that that was that was dead at that point okay um i never had ill thoughts towards will smith because eminem said anything like okay. i was never like uh um oh eminem is always in the right yeah because like even as a kid i was like wow this dude's kind of like gone yeah right sure um but you know, I felt defensive over that because of, you know, my my fondness for Will Smith as both a, uh, uh, an actor and a um, musician and also liking Eminem. But I was like, hey, man, there's room for both. Right. Uh. I like I like Will. Smith. So I, I my opinion of Eminem dipped a little bit during that. Because if like, I got to choose between Eminem and Will Smith, I'm taking Will Smith. I never took many of his like disses 
seriously. Yeah. Like he went after Christina Aguilera and Fred Durst. Right. 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 So, and, and like those targets aren't sure. targets for. I know that now as a 40 something right. year old, but at I 18, like I 20. It, I feel like I knew it as a, as a, as a young teen yeah. at that point. And maybe well, you're better was, than me. So that's, no, I'm not that better. makes sense. Just cause I was in, <laughs> like, I knew on hit him up. Yeah. That Tupac was serious. Yeah. 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 I also knew on like the Slim Shady LP um, and especially like uh, um, when he was taking shots at at, at non-rap uh, people and stuff yeah. like that. And he always had a lead single that was comedy. Right? Yeah. Right. Eminem's always had like this comedic element. Right. To his stuff. And so, I mean, until he engaged like rappers in complete songs right, right. like like the jaw rule john Gotti. the like, jaw rule stuff was probably the first time where i was like oh eminem can actually like like take shots at people right. well like he's a legendary battle rapper right so like obviously he can but sure. like from my my teenage mind all i knew was was the albums right right um i never took where he was insulting 90 people um and even the Will Smith line was a throwaway, sure. right? Like it, it is one line. He's just based it, to me. I was thinking he was saying, "Oh, that's clever." Like he's acknowledging like someone. A lot of people are successful not yeah. swearing, right? And then so he's gonna say he's gonna turn it on his head and and, and go there and and use profanity, yeah, in that part. So it was more like a clever. It was cleverness to me mm-hmm. more than it was like he thinks Will Smith is garbage. Yeah, maybe he does yeah. or maybe he doesn't, but. I guess I, I, I never, I, I, I like push a T mm-hmm. and, uh, it's not going to stop me from listening to Drake. Right. Sure. Sure. Um, it, I mean, it, it, and I'm older now, right. It, it, it's important. You're asking me like at that point, like mm-hmm. revisionist, I've ne- I've always really appreciated both sides. Like, okay. Even though I was a Tupac person. Yeah. Um, like I still listen to Biggie cause like, like you got to listen to Ready to Die and Life After Death. I yeah. mean, they're important albums in, in hip-hop history. At what point did you transition from, um, you know, Tupac is superior and 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 Notorious B.I.G. is 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 second rate to giving it a chance and, and being like, oh, I think I like Biggie too. Um, I knew I liked Biggie. At the time, I liked Tupac. Okay. Um, I knew but I did li- you you felt like you had to choose, but I felt like I liked Tupac more. Okay. Um, now now I can look at you and say like I appreciate them both because yeah. they're like they're different and complementary in yeah. a lot of ways. Um, I would say probably probably when I got into college. Okay. So like after two thousand three, which is still kind of late. Right. Still like five years post mortem. Right, right, right. But that's me. Yeah, like, I'm, sure. I'm, uh, I'm always behind everything. <laughs> um, hey, there's a show I want you to watch. It's called Lost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should really check out the Brady Bunch. Hey, man. Um, there's this band, Nirvana. I almost referenced Nirvana when I was talking about Eminem. Oh, really? Because I, I liked Kurt Cobain, mm-hmm. and I couldn't understand what he was saying. <laughs> But I knew he was in pain yeah. and he was pissed off right. in a lot of ways. For sure. And so I really... He I, did hurt somebody. Yeah, himself. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. 
He's so touched. He's looking down on us right now. Why am I a part of this? Is <laughs> who the fuck is Will Smith? <laughs> you probably didn't know Will Smith existed. Right? Uh, he, uh, yeah, probably not. There's a good chance that that dude didn't know a lot of popular people existed. For sure. It, For I kind sure. of wonder if if Kurt Cobain could exist in today's world of hyper knowledge about everything. Like, could you imagine if he was on Twitter? And he got some negative DMs. Yeah. Like, I feel like he just felt everything. And so in a world where people can directly access you yeah, at any point in time. So I guess, like, the thing is, like, do you, how much do I separate the show? Because it's hard for me to do that. Yeah. I, so, you know, I, I came into this thinking that you as a, hip hop fanatic and and ultra fan of bars mm. and and deep meaning and Nas and Tupac and Biggie feeling like you would probably think that Will Smith rap is a novelty it's corny and not true rap so I think I made an error in calculating what your what like this being a more difficult uh conversation of like hey man here's why I think that Will Smith's rap career is important mm. both in opening the door for rap as a respected genre and um leading to those artists that you love yeah, because, like, I appreciate the whole package. Like, if you would have, like, focused me in on, like, make me appreciate Will Smith's wordplay. Yeah. Or make me appreciate his cadence. Yeah. I could probably be, like, like, like throw some bullets yes. at, at that kind of stuff. Yes. But it's, like, like um, uh, I really like them as a tandem. Like. What? What is uh, a tandem? Uh, Will Smith. And Jeff. Yes, Jeff. Because I think I think the two of them together, like sonically, make something that's really, really unique and cool. Yeah. Um it's his solo stuff, I think is disposable. I don't think it holds up well. Mm. I'm, you're not gonna ha- I'm not gonna listen to Wow Wow West today. Okay. Um I think it'd be a great karaoke song because I pe- I think people would be like Oh my God, he's doing Wild Wild West. get down on it. That's exactly why they would do it. And everyone would tap into their inner child and be like, this was the best back in the day, but it's totally lame right now. But But this guy's doing karaoke. That's exactly what karaoke is. Mm -hmm. Um, It's cool, but it's lame. Um, But um, I think it's, I think it's important work. Yeah. Like I I think where we're at, um, his contributions to hip hop culture can't be understated um he helped like my mom allowed me to watch fresh prince of bel-air she thought that it was really good for me yeah to engage with and part of it is will smith has a cool especially then like a cool but yet clean Mm -hmm. image yeah and without that like i don't get in to the other stuff that i get into yeah so like 
um, it's hard for me to separate that. Because when I listen to parents just don't understand, I think of the episode where Will's dad. Came, oh, man. Uh, I, I, I replay that. I watch that clip on YouTube probably once a month. Yeah. It is my, like, that I, you know, as a 16-year-old or however I was at the time, um, I cried watching that. Mm-hmm. I was like, dang. Mm-hmm. This is what, that's when I was like, this dude is talented man and yeah. and took took me on a journey that i was like not prepared for so i i love that scene mm-hmm. I, I watch it all the time um half of its views on youtube are, are might be me <laughs> <laughs> so um this so this is less this is very anticlimactic i think but um you know my goal was to say hey man i know that you like real hip hop but i want to make you appreciate um will smith and his place in rap history sounds like you were already there and i just didn't know it so that was a it was me teenage me believed that will smith was less than yeah um current me appreciates will smith for who he is as an artist and doesn't dwell too much on what he can't be right because i feel like it's more of a um a yes and yeah. kind of kind of mentality towards music now for sure where i'm not looking for the best i'm just looking to appreciate what i appreciate yeah um so go ahead and go ahead and ask me yeah so jeff do you think that will smith is the best rapper of all time <laughs> <laughs> Because that's what I want to make you. No, no, no. Jeff, do you like Will Smith, the rapper? Fuck yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're just, uh, that's the antithesis of Will Smith, the rapper, but I'll take it, man. So I appreciate you and I appreciate the conversation and I like knowing more about you in this developmental stage of, of, of how you became the person that you are um, in terms of your like your likes and dislikes and and uh, forming your opinions of of uh, the entertainment that you consume and and everything like that. So it's um, even though uh, the uh, the answer was anticlimactic, I appreciate the journey we took oh, yeah. to get there. And um, you know what? The other thing is. It's the wild, wild west. Jim West, Desperado, <laughs> Desperado Rough Rider. No, no, you, you don't, don't want, want nada. None, none of this. this. Six gun of this. Brother running this. Buffalo soldier. Look, <laughs> it's like I told you. Any damsel that's in distress, be, be out, out of that, that dress when you meet Jim West. West. Roughneck the old, wreck the old ride. <laughs> See, I need to work on that before I, you know, before I hit this. Oh, but this is gonna be good. We're gonna, we're gonna get there, man. So I'm Brandon. That's Jeff. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>